Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. Wow, we are really going to have a lot of fun today because I have got a special guest on, one of our, I call you our fan favorites, <laughs> Pastor Mike Davis. Mike, do you want to greet everybody? Hello, everybody. I'm excited and I just think God is going to speak to us today, Karen. I do too. Actually, Mike and I have been visiting quite a bit here before we went live on the recording and uh, I really, I know that that Mike has a word for you today, and it's something that during this time we all need. Um, this is during the real estate uh, weeks that we're doing a series on real estate, and um, there's a lot of information we'll be sharing with you how to learn more with the masterclass, of course, in the workshop. But there is something that is really important for us to grab hold of, and that is uh, a determination, a no-quit attitude, uh, really an understanding with that new wineskin, Mike, of what God has for us. And one of the things you're going to be sharing with us today is about how God has um, a history of encouraging and showing his people to sow in a time of famine. It's not a time for us to shrink back into fear like the world, but it's actually a time for us to go forward in faith. And so, Mike, I'm just going to turn it over to you. You've got you are on fire already today and you have really got something from the Lord for people. And and I just can't wait to hear it. So here is Pastor Mike Davis. Thank you, Karen. Amen. I just believe that, you know, God has said in first Corinthians that all of the promises are yes and amen. And uh, I know Christians believe that. And when it comes to prosperity, people say, well, you know what? Pastor Mike, if God wants me to have it, he'll do something about it. And um, that's the same attitude people have about healing. That's the same attitude that people have about a lot of things. But this is the problem. 2,000 years ago, he did do something about everything, spirit, soul, body, every provision. He did something about it. And so I know that a lot of times we have head knowledge about healing. We have head knowledge about prosperity. And uh we just need to know in Second Peter 1, 3, that he's provided all things that pertain to life and to godliness. But uh, there's a story in the Bible that everybody's familiar with, how that Isaac sowed in the time of famine, and uh, he prospered. And uh, But we need to, I want to back up a little bit. Abraham was born uh, and lived around 2100 to 2000 B.C., and uh, I'm going to read in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. It says, now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was severe in the land. And on the word of God, Karen, it says that uh, Egypt is a type of the world. And repeatedly we're admonished, you know, throughout the word of God, not to go into the world, not to depend on the world for our deliverance. Yet this seems to be exactly what Abraham did during this time of famine. Abraham went down to Egypt during the time of famine, and God blessed him there to the point that Abraham returned to Canaan, and the Bible says he was a very rich man. 
And uh, I, I just want to let people know, sometimes, you know, we think that, okay, I've got to dot the I and cross the T and uh, we can get in a formula mentality when it comes to healing, when it comes to prospering. But I think the biggest thing we need to know when it comes about healing and prospering, Karen, and that is relationship. Finding out the plan of God, what he has to say about healing, what he has to say about prosperity. So I, I just want to throw this out there. It doesn't say, you know, when Isaac sold that, uh, what exactly happened? You know, I've always thought that, you know what, I just believe he put the seeds in the ground and God irrigated. There was no rain. There's no no moisture at all. So maybe God did do that. Maybe he just supernaturally caused his plants to grow without any type of irrigation or water. But it's possible that when Abraham went down to Egypt in 2100 BC, that he saw something in Egypt. And uh, if you study that time of history in 3100 BC, that's a thousand years, Karen, before Abraham was there, Egypt was irrigating. There was a king, you can Google his name, King Menes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's M-E-N-E-S. He was the Pharaoh of Egypt in 3100 BC, and he developed an irrigation system from the Nile River. And because of that, it, it united Egypt, the lower half and the upper half, it united that country, and they blew up as a super world power because they had the crops, no matter what was going on with the climate in the time of irrig in that time of famine, he irrigated and he was an expert at it. And so the whole world started hearing about this. And wow. so when there's a time of famine, everybody went to Egypt. So guess what Isaac was going to do when there's a time of famine? He thought, I'll just go to Egypt. And God said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to go to Egypt. I don't want you to go there. And uh, so the Nile River, just to give you a little bit of history, it's over 4,000 miles long. 11 countries uh, pour water into the Nile. The Nile River comes through 11 countries, and all these countries are pouring. So it, uh, it, it's always got water flowing through it. And so it, it is pretty awesome that when Abraham went there, I believe it's highly probable that he saw this major irrigation system. Wow. Now, in Genesis chapter 26, 1 through 6, I'm going to read this real quick. There is a, a famine in the land besides the first famine that the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of Philistines in Gera. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land. I will be with you. I will bless you for, to, to, for, to you, your descendants, and I will give you these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. There is a great connection from Abraham. You're talking about destiny uh, and legacy. Here he was having a close relationship with his father, Abraham, and he sat there and he said, uh, I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I'll give your descendants of these lands and in your seed and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gera. And then the story goes on. It says Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold 
and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper, continue prospering until he became very prosperous. I mean, you can just read between the lines. That means he he was what this is not a good term, but stinking rich. He was just <laughs> so rich. And uh, it says, for he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. The whole city started envying him because he was so rich. Wow. And God made him that way, Karen. God made it. Yeah. And so uh, let me back up a little bit to Genesis 26, 15. It says, the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they filled them with earth. Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us and for you're much mightier there. And so he goes on and it says, and Abraham left that area and he dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. And he dug another well and it goes on this whole chapter and it keeps saying, Karen, that he kept digging wells, kept digging wells and kept digging wells. They knew and my, this is just a thought, an opinion. I feel like they knew that Isaac knew how to irrigate and they were stopping up his wells because that's where he was getting the water from to sow in the time of famine and irrigate his crops. And he, in verse 25 of chapter 26, it says, he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord and he pitched his tent there and there Isaac's servants dug another well. And wow. it keeps saying that they kept digging wells. And so is it possible that Abraham brought the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding of how to irrigate from Egypt, brought it, taught that to his sons. And Isaac picked up on that. And he said, God says, no, I don't want you to go to Egypt. I know everybody's going there, but I'm going to teach you how to prosper in the time of famine. And so I believe there's a principle there that uh, in Proverbs 8, 12, it says, for I am wisdom, I will show, and I'm shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding. And so I believe, Karen, when people are just struggling financially, I, be I believe there's a lot of things that we need to understand. I believe that we have, uh, we have to be so determined. And on September 17th, I got up to preach a message on relationships and I got up and I had my iPad, it was closed and I got up there and I just stood in front of the pulpit and all of a sudden I just started talking about determination and being determined when it comes to, at that particular time, I was talking about healing and uh, the Lord remind me, and I'm being transparent here, <laughs> how that I was real little. I'm a monster guy now compared to people think, you know, oh, well, I said, you should have seen me when I was in my teenage years. I was always the smallest guy. I'd go out for the basketball team. Basketball was one of my loves. And the coach said to me, he said, unless you can dunk the basketball, little man, you will never make this team. Well, I just I couldn't make the team because I was five foot five. I was five foot five. And so I couldn't make the team. But when we would play, you know, at our house and our subdivision, I played with all of the big guys. And I was always the smallest guy. People were not just six inches. They could be a, a foot, two feet taller than me that I played with. But Karen, it made me, I was wanting to win so bad. Now, this isn't good. Don't let your kids listen to this story if everybody's listening. But I played dirty. I would kick and I would elbow and 
I would just play super dirty. And because I am going to win. And people wanted me on their team. I mean, we would choose teams and I would be the second or third one. I mean, all of these guys are bigger than me and all this. People wanted me because, man, Mike's going to score. He's going to defend the ball. He's going to do all of this. And the Lord said, you know, to me, you know, like, you need to play dirty when it comes to fighting against the enemy and stand upon the promises that I've given you. And so when it comes to healing, we just think, okay, I'm going to believe God. Lord, by his stripes, I am healed. Oh, well, it didn't work. No, 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 no. You got to get up and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Take the walk of faith. Take a step of faith and go, man, I am going to fight this. I am going to fight this. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was in the Air Force, I started learning this. I was just a fighter when I was in the Air Force. Uh, I was a fly boy, you know, I had to wear a flight suit and, and flight boots that come up way past your shin. And so when I went home on leave, we went to a, a picnic that was in the hills of Kentucky. And so uh, I was 18, 19 years old. And so I went up this big steep hill and uh, my relative says, Mike, it's time to, to eat, you know. And so the hill that I went, you had to crawl on your belly and grab this tree branch and this root and pull yourself up. Well, I tried to walk down this, which was, you know, they say your synapses and a boy's brain's not connected until you're 22. Obviously they were not, but I tried to walk down this super steep hill. I was flying. I mean, my feet were like skipping on water. They were just barely touching. By the time I got to the bottom, I was going Mach 1. And all of a sudden, I, there was this root at the bottom, Karen, that grew up out of the ground and it grew back into the ground. And my foot went in that like a stirrup on a horse and my body went flying forward and my foot stayed in that root. And man, you talk about snack, crackle and popping. So, I mean, I was yelling and screaming. It hurt so bad. Everybody came running. They got me up and it swelled up immediately. And uh, so I, I started learning about healing in just then at 18, I started learning that God wanted you healed. And so um, they, everybody, we went home and uh, I told my brother-in-law, he prayed for it. And I said, I believe I'm healed. And so I got up and I said, help me up and help me walk. And I mean, I couldn't even put pressure on it or anything. They had a hard time getting my shoe off. And so his house made a circle in the kitchen into the living room. And so we were just barely touching, barely touching my foot. And we went around like three times, four times. And he was helping me walk each time. And finally, I just said, nope, I am healed. And I let go of his arm and I started walking trip. I mean, you know, and it was so painful. And so I was just determined that I was healed. And then the next day I had to drive back to the base. So I'm, I'm in my car on I-65 going up to northern part of uh, Indianapolis, Kokomo, uh, is Grissom Air Force Base. And the devil started talking to me. He says, you're not going to be able to get your boots on because you won't be able to put your, and I had a flight the next day. You're not going to be able to get your boots on. You won't be able to. And it just kept nagging at me and nagging at me. Karen, I pulled the car over on Interstate 65 in the emergency lane, got out of my car, and I ran probably a hundred yards or more in front of my car to say, I'm going to show you that I'm healed. Oh, wow. I, and I ran back and I'm telling you at that point, 
the pain left. And the next day I put my foot, you know, cause you got to put your, you know, when you put boots on, you got to get your toe down. He says, you'll never be able to do that. You'll never be able to do that because your foot's broke. You know, it's broke. So I did it. I flew and I never had any trouble, but that's the determination, Karen, when it comes to healing, when it comes to prosperity, you can't just say, okay, I'm believing. No, 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 no. No, 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 it's not this little namesy pamsy stuff. You got to slap the devil upside the head and say, This is mine. You're not taking it from me. I believe I'm healed. I don't care what I'm feeling. I'm going to show you. I'm going to take a step, you know. And I did that by taking baby steps with my brother in law holding on to me. And then I let go. And then when it came to, to him talking to me, the devil talking to me on Interstate 65. I mean, I, you just you can't go, well, no, I believe I'm healed. No, you got to do something that drastic. You got to be, you got to be, maybe I can use man up. You got to man up. Yeah. And so yeah, I pulled the car over and, uh, and I ran on that foot. And I believe the Lord's saying, Mike, you have to have that kind of determination when it comes to prospering. Yeah. You can't just say, you know, if the Lord wants me to prosper or, you know, I'm just believing, you know, things that happen. No, 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 no. I, I don't know what it, uh, all of that is entailed in this, Karen, but I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey that I believe that God wants me to learn this so that we can all, I want people to do this. I mean, I'm thankful that for the great healing evangelist uh, that taught, you know, people could flood and, and get healed. But this is the time, Karen, that God is just going to use everybody to get people healed. This is a time that I believe God wants to raise up everybody to learn how to prosper. This is the time when all of the promises are yes and amen to everybody, and that he wants everybody to know about this. So not only do we have the, you know, thank God for the giants that teach this, you know, the, the Billy Waynes of our time, yes. but God wants to raise up everybody to be Billy Wayne's. But why? Because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. The same anointing that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. So Jesus himself said, the works that I do, you need to be doing and greater works than these. And so when it comes to meeting the needs of his taxes, he knew what to do. It was the wisdom of God, just go fishing. And everything was met and to be a blessing to others. But Abraham was blessed so that not only his kids were blessed, but he said the whole world is going to be blessed. What, what is the seed of that? He knew to have a relationship with the Lord God mm-hmm. and get the plan of God, had a relationship with God. And no matter what kind of famine came, no matter what man or king would even come against him, he knew that when the dust settles, I'm going to still be standing. I'm going to still be standing. Wow, Mike, there is so much in what you have shared. This is phenomenal. And um, a couple things that really stood out, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I like this idea that you were sharing with the irrigation. And, you know, when you were talking about how wealthy, you use the word stinking rich, um, <laughs> that, uh, our ancestors were with that, you know, that brings influence. And oh. that brought the ability to help the, you know, bring transformation to that area, to that nation, uh, and contributes to bringing transformation to the world. And it does take money to do that, to, to have that influence. 
Amen. Well, they knew that, that he served the God yes. of all times. And so I believe that's important to know that you, you are so right. I'm not trying to belittle people who just barely get by and you can still have an influence, but how much of a greater influence like Isaac had that they wanted him to leave their city because they feared him because he was so great. Yes. He was so great. I mean, to be honest with you, the church, nobody fears us, Karen. And uh, and God wants that to change. And I believe God is trying to help the body of Christ, the church. And, uh, you know, I was about three or four years ago, I was I was get up on my soapbox and I would say, you know, the body of Christ is this and a body. They're not doing this and not doing this and they're not doing right. And blah, 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 blah. Man, God stopped me in my tracks, Karen. He says, you're talking about my body. Just so you know, Mike, that's my body. You're talking about the church. That's my body. So I shut up and repented in a hurry. And so instead of saying the body, you know, there's whatever, you know, we need to say, you know what? I'm going to do my best to influence the body of Christ to know that we are just that the body of Christ. And he wants it to be strong without spot, without wrinkle. How is that to know that you're righteous? If you know that you're righteous, you know, you're without spot, without wrinkle. He says he's going to come back for a body like that. Well, a lot of people in church don't know that they're righteous. A lot of people in the church don't know that they're healed. They don't know they're prosperous, Karen. And I believe like the days of Issachar, you were talking about that the other day, mm -hmm. you know, the sons of Issachar, they, they knew the time in which they live. I believe, Karen, with all of my heart that we're coming into a day where God is awakening to people of what is on the inside of us to be so great that sickness, disease, we do not fear it. I don't care what disease, new disease comes out. I don't care what kind of, uh, of catastrophe happens or famine happens or recession or even depression happens. It does not matter when you know who is on the inside of you, Karen. We have the healer. We have the provider. We have the way maker. All of that is on the inside of us. We just, And we say that, Karen. I have said, I've been a pastor for many years. I've been a Christian. <laughs> and I've said that and taught that. And you know what? I, I, I didn't know squat what I was saying. You say it, but it's not a reality to you. It's got to become a, such a reality to you that, you know what? I'm healed no matter what. I am yeah. prospering no matter what. Yeah, and, and I'd like to, the, what you were sharing, that's really an incredible story about your ankle and how, you know, that was being a doer of the word, right? Because we, yeah. we put action to our faith and that was totally a determination. I can only imagine the pain, but sometimes when we are getting involved, let's say it's a business, let's say it's real estate and we run into trouble, like Billy says, you know, if we run into those obstacles, sometimes we're quick to say, oh, my gosh, I must have missed God. But it, oh. it's not. It, it takes perseverance. If God has called us to do this, we're already successful. But there will be times that we need to push through and stand on the word of God, command circumstances to go and just go and act in faith. And I really like how that's about the last thing in the natural you should have been doing is running on that ankle. But it was the very thing that you felt impressed to do. 
and we can tie it back to the market right now in the economy, there's just so much, you know, swirling in the air with interest rates. There's so much fear that the enemy is pumping through the media. But yet, um, these are the times when you study that people that have, instead of giving into that, they've acted like you did when you started running and they ran towards purchasing real estate. They were able to today, uh, you know, they're selling for double, right? Yeah. And so those are things too, that when we realize that there are things that aren't going to make sense in the natural book, God never talks from or impresses from an angle of fear. So anything that seems to be attached to fear, we -hmm. can almost look at and say, you know what, God, I'm doing the opposite, right? Because God does not deal in fear. So Mike, what would you, um, what would you just kind of share with people, kind of some final words going into this time? um, We know healing, we've talked about that. Uh, going into this time and pursuing prosperity to become that influence that God has called us to be? What are just some final words you would encourage people with? I think the main thing, Karen, is first of all, is just having a close relationship with God and talk to your father about money. You know, I mean, I started talking to God, God, I want healing, not just to be in my head. I want it to be so real in my life that no matter what happens, You know, I used to be a little bit fearful of germs, you know, and if you go to the gas pump, you know, and and put your hand on it, you go, oh, man, I got to get the germ stuff real quick. You know, so germified. And uh, I just remember growing up as a kid, we never did do that. I mean, I guess when I was 16 years old, I never thought about germs. You know, I mean, I did that. And and guess what? I, 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 I wasn't sick all the time either. And so we can get so tied up on what we see, what's going on, and you hear what's going on. And when we, I believe we can have a close relationship to God to renew our mind. This is what the Lord has given me for year 2024 for our church and me. And my goal is to renew minds, to renew minds to the word of God. No matter what's going on, we are supposed to be prospering Psalms 35, 27, God takes pleasure, pleasure, Karen. That's a strong word. God, pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And that's Old Testament, New Covenant. We're kids. You have Levi, I have three. We want our kids to prosper. I mean, so much. Every parent does. And God says, I'm the father of all fathers. How much more do I want you to prosper? So when we get the heart of God, and know who he is, and have a relationship with him, and talk to him about the eyes of understanding, being light, and Paul said to pray that in Ephesians 1, 15, and three fifteen. Both of those are prayers, and they mostly concentrate on having our eyes opened up. Mm-hmm. We know things, Karen, but we don't know things. Right. We have, it has to become a way of life to where if I get a headache, I'm not going to, okay, let me go take a Tylenol. No. If this happens, what medication? No, the first thing is, you know what? I have victory over this. Amen. I am going to be manifesting the healing power of God in my body. When it comes to finances, I'm not going to crumble. As Andrew says, like a $2 suitcase, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to believe God. 
for finances. And God is going to show me how to dig a well. He's going to show me how to irrigate whatever it takes. I am going to prosper. And you are so right. I want to reiterate things are going. The devil doesn't want you to be healed. He does not want you to prosper. So you can't just. Oh, okay. No, you got to beat the door down. You can't. And it's not going to just take one hit, man. I'm going to stand there and knock on the door until it comes off the hinges. I can do that. And this is why I want to say this one more last thing. We have the grace to do this, Karen. We have the grace to do this. In Hebrews, it says to work, to labor, to enter into this rest. What I'm talking about is we have to work right now to renew our mind, to understand that healing is me. Prosperity is me. And by that, I mean, because that's God and God is in me. When we have that mentality, you are laboring to renew your mind and to get all this negative stuff off. You labor in that. But then there comes a time when you step into the rest of God and grace can help you to do that. And then guess what? It's just like floating down the lazy river, man. It's a piece of cake to to walk in healing. It's a piece of cake to walk in prosperity. Amen. Mike, that was so awesome. Wow, what an encouragement. Um, And it's really, a lot of it is very similar to what Billy is talking about with getting that new wineskin. And that's really a lot of what we talk about at Wealth Builders. It's getting a new wineskin, getting the knowledge and the understanding so that you're able to step into that place that God has called you to. So again, I want to encourage you and invite you to come be a part of the October Real Estate Workshop. It's October 13th through the 15th. And um, it is a an incredible, incredible weekend. Definitely, you're going to learn a lot about real estate, but you're also going to learn a lot from each other, networking, there's impartation, there's an anointing there. And uh, also, I want to encourage all of you like to get prepared for that workshop so that you actually have the capacity to take in as much as possible what you'll be hearing. We've got a real estate masterclass that our whole team has put together that is a great preparation to come to the live event. I know for Dave and I, it took multiple times for us to hear what Billy and and, um, the coaches were talking about for it to actually get on the inside. So to learn more about that, go to uh, wealthbuilders.org forward slash masterclass. And we've got a real great special for you. You can get that masterclass. It's 10 courses with multiple lessons in each for just $4.97, which includes a free live stream ticket to the event, the uh, workshop. Or you can get the um, in-person version. So it is the masterclass, which is digital. And just for $6.97, so really just $200, you're actually getting a $697 ticket. You will also be able to come to the workshop in person. So again, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash masterclass to learn more, or just to check out the event outside of the masterclass, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events, use the code WB200. And we look forward to seeing all of you there. Mike, thank you so much for uh, just sharing what you shared today. What an encouragement. And um, yeah, we're excited. So we will see you guys very soon at the workshop. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. 
Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. If you want to learn more about who we are, visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.